But I said Jason Jadrulo. Because you drooled on me? Yeah. No! <laughs> I knew you were going to do that to me. Boop, boop, doop, boop. Hello. <laughs> Why you gotta embarrass me in front of our loyal viewership? The five of them, maybe? Yeah. And the radio people out there. Yeah, hello. Yes, I drool when I sleep. Okay? As does everybody. That's not embarrassing. Who doesn't? Exactly. Why are you, you embarrassed? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because I drooled all over you. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. well, welcome to our show. Uh, called We Like Drool and, and So, so should, should Drool. drool. Uh, we Like Stuff and, and So, so should, should You. you. Uh, I'm Brandy. I'm Mel. Um, we are broadcasting through the facilities of CFF. Nope. Trent Radio. Trent Radio, that's first. 92.7. Thank you. CFFFFM. I think. I think I might have missed an F, but close enough. We'll get there. Um, and yeah, um, this is the show where we talk about stuff that we like. And uh, in the hopes that we might uh, get our listeners, viewers, I don't know another synonym for that, even though those aren't synonyms, uh, to enjoy the things that we like because hopefully they're enjoyable and maybe you'll like them too. Um, do you have any little likes this week? Uh, my little like this week is... Uh... <laughs> oh, I got one. It's on the tip of my tongue. Sure it is. Actually, yeah, my little like today is when you think you run out of coffee, but you still have some left in your cup. Mm. That's a great feeling, especially because I work all day and I've been exhausted recently. Hence um, the nap. Hence the nap. I wasn't even meaning to have a nap. I just straight up fell asleep. <laughs> and so, I mean, I think uh, going over to my cup and being like, oh, this is like more than half full of delicious bean juice. Now that is something... I can enjoy. Yeah. But do you have to rewarm it? Or do you not care? I don't care. Oh, okay. I like to rewarm it if I feel the energy to do so. But sometimes the bean juice just needs to go down before I have the energy to microwave it. And hence the conundrum. There it is. Yeah. The, um... Oh, I'm losing words, too. Not, it's not an oxymoron. It, what is that thing where it's like, uh... Yeah. A paradox. Yeah. You need energy to microwave the cup. But in order to microwave the cup and get that energy, you need to down the cold yeah. coffee. But you want to like have the, it warm. Like the Mickey Mouse Christmas special. You've seen that? Possibly. Okay. Please continue. Um, well, I forget what it's called exactly, but it was a Mickey Mouse Christmas special where he was trying to buy a gift for Minnie, and Minnie's trying to buy a gift oh, for him. Oh, it was one of those things where, like, he sold the thing that yeah, like it's Mickey, classic. Like, Mickey played the harmonica, I think, and then Minnie was going to buy him, like, a nice harmonica case, but because he wanted to buy her something that she had, he had to sell his harmonica and then gave her like like a bow case or something like something yeah like a redundant. necklace case and then she sold her necklace to buy the harmonica case 
and then they both just had cases. I don't really remember yeah, what no, the no, exact no. story was, but I feel like I feel yeah. like a lot of cartoons. I don't know. It's definitely not a lot because I don't remember any instance of that happening, but I know that happened in other shows or other cartoons where it's like, I got you this, and it's like, but I sold this, and the person was like, but I got you this for the thing that you sold. Yeah. No. But then they realize that... They love each they other. They love each other. <laughs> I was getting to it. Oh, I, I didn't... I wasn't trying to steal it from you. They love each other, okay? <laughs> and that's the greatest gift of all. Okay. <laughs> What's your little like? Um... Having a nap with you. Even though I didn't sleep at all, I would like awake for the 40 minutes. <laughs> I was just on my phone. <laughs> but it was very cute having a nap. Because you just lied down and you were like, I'm just getting comfy. And then all of a sudden you were just like, <laughs> and then like fidgeting because when you sleep, you sometimes just like kick your legs and yeah. your toes were like going up and down. And I was like, <laughs> no, they weren't. A little bit. Oh. You fidget. I was paddling. <laughs> I was trying to get somewhere. That's why it was so wet when you woke up because you were oh, drooling. No. Uh, we full circle. We got what? there. What? I think I went first last week. So it should be your turn. Okay. Great. What's your first thing? My first thing is something that I don't really like. Okay. But Here I, we go. But I enjoyed the experience of it. Is it? And wait, you, I thought you already ta- talked about uh, Ink Master. It's not Ink Master. Did you already talk about Ink Master? I don't know. And I don't care about it. And I'm going to talk <laughs> about it. What I'm talking about today is uh, the Saw movie franchise. Yes, very good. Last weekend, Brendan and I decided... I had never seen any of the Saw movies before, and Brendan and I decided we would watch the first one, and it turned into watching all seven movies plus Jigsaw. Yes. Which is eight full movies we watched between the timeline of Monday... of of Friday and Monday of last weekend. Yeah, I think we did the... the first seven in the two days, and we watched Jigsaw on the Sunday. On Monday. Oh, it was on Monday? Yeah. Oh, okay. So... Just to preface, I have seen all of them, but I was super young. I saw them basically when they came out, but it was online, so like I had no idea what was going on, and I didn't like piece it together. Watching them back-to-back, the story kind of checks out, except for like the last three movies. Yeah, yeah. It's like... I can see that if you watch them discontinued, how you would forget a lot of the story because it's very convoluted. But watching them in order is both traumatizing and interesting because you (laughs) pull the thread that uh, combines them together. It's not a great story, but um, the clues are there and it makes sense overall. Um... The movies are quite graphic and horrific, so I mean, if you don't like gore or spooky things, I would not yeah. recommend it. It, it legitimately does the thing where it's like, hey, you know how this is uncomfortable to look? Look at it. It's yeah. incre- look at it's it. Look how so bad it is. Yeah. It's, what, it, what is that word? It's like It almost like fetishizes, fe- like fetishizes it, of like, it turns it into like such a spectacle. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's like... It's it's weird, but it is hard to stop watching it. I don't know. And also, I was just entertained in like figuring out where the story was gonna go. Yeah, like as trying it to went guess. On. And uh, yeah, figure out like, oh, what's the purpose of this 
thing? What's the purpose of that thing? Um, and that was pretty um, entertaining to uh, try and figure out. Um, like, and because we watched them so in a row, um, it was like a lot more interesting to like pull those threads, as I was kind of saying, <laughs> and like put the pieces together. Um, and the other thing is, is that these movies are so like nonsensical that it's just something you can watch and just like i don't know brennan and i talked through them we laughed because some parts of it was dumb yeah i cringed a lot it was gross yeah i had a really good time like at certain points like really breaking down like oh these people are wildly silly like it like the games that they usually are put into really play against are supposed to play against their like flaws so like there was i think it was like the third or fourth where they had a bunch of like selfish people and because that was the one flaw if they worked together it literally would have been fine they would have all survived but none of them worked together because that's not their first thought so like they all basically end up dying mm-hmm. but it's like man and we were just like ripping them to shreds it was like aside from the movie literally doing that mm-hmm. it was very fun to do mm-hmm. it's always fun to... for... oh sorry i was just, i was just gonna say it's always fun to watch like bad movies um or bad media in that sense of like i'm watching this because it's bad yeah I'm watching this yeah. because i want to tear it it's to like shreds. i'm not expecting this to be good but it's entertaining still yeah um and for those of you who don't know the saw movies are basically this serial killer nicknamed jigsaw basically traps people in things who he thinks need uh, like rehabilitation rehabilitation for their moral and, indecency yeah he just is he's pretty fricked uh so anyway so he traps them in these games and makes them do crazy and uh horrible things which one of my favorite things is that he's constantly on about is that he never actually kills anybody he just puts the people in situations that they technically could live through um, yeah. but it's their uh, choices and hesitancy that stops them or prevents them from doing so yeah, it's uh, it's wild. He has a lot of um, wild complexes, but I guess he's yeah. a serial killer. Um, <laughs> so I found an article on Vulture, which I did look at earlier about, and they basically ranked all of the Saw movies from best um, to worst, or from, worst to best. From worst to best. Cool, because I saw Saw 3D at the top, and I was yeah. like, wait a second. So I thought we could just go through and see what their ranking was yeah. and see how it compares to our experience. Absolutely. So last on the list, Saw 3D, which was... Saw 7. Saw 7. The last technical... A horrible movie. The worst one. It's like... Worst one for, by far. It was, Everything was so gimmicky. Like, you, you basically expected it. The story was also so forced. It was just like, I'm a fake survivor of Jigsaw. Like, where did that guy come from? And then also, why did John Kramer know that guy and go to the book signing? It's just they keep putting in these, like, little things that just don't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess they do, but it's just, like, it's... It's, it's, it's like, it's why it's very... It's a, it's a very much, like, a reach every time they introduce, like, mm-hmm. a new plot element to John Kramer, who is the, the Jigsaw guy. Like, every time he knows about somebody, it's like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, like, but why? Why? I mean, to be fair, though, if 
John Kramer was a real person and somebody like started doing book tours about how they survived the jigsaw things. Yeah. I would, if I was the Syrian, I would go up to him and be like, let me shake your hand. You survived jigsaw. Yeah. I'm going to get you. Yeah. I'm going to get you. Oh yeah. Well, it makes sense. It's just, it's just a weird like add in after the fact. Yeah. That's fair. The next one they said is the next verse is Saw 4, which I thought Saw 4 was okay. Which one was that? That was the one with the police officer who was going around and he had all those different tests where he had to, like, basically not try and save people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was good based off, I think, I guess the plot was kind of convoluted, but I really liked the tests that he had to go through because it was really, it's still, it's still, to say the Saw movies had integrity is, that's reaching in and of itself, but... Yeah, I just thought it was, uh, um, I thought it was entertaining, Software. I thought, like, the, the twists were pretty okay. Yeah. And I thought the puzzles were, were interesting. Yeah. Um, the next one they say is the worst is Jigsaw, which I would agree. It's low there on I, the list. Yeah, I, I would put it after, I would put it after, uh, Saw 3D. Oh, at the end, really? Yeah. It, well, because Saw 3D is the worst. Yeah. Oh, oh you would put it before. Yes, yeah, I before, would do that sorry, as yeah. well. Yeah, I would put it like Saw 4 above Jigsaw. I thought Saw 4 yes, was better than Yes, Jigsaw. sorry, because of the way we're going down this list, it's I'm saying it wrong, but yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, it's okay. Like. Yeah, like Jigsaw was basically a premise where it was legitimately 10 years later, the guy's dead. But somebody was like still doing them, or something like that, and you find out that spoiler alert, even though this movie came out like two years ago or something or three, four, oh, um, you find out that like basically one of the first jigsaw puzzles that John Kramer ever did. The first one, I think. Oh, was legitimately the first. Yeah, yeah. it's like legitimately the first one he ever did. Um, like. He, he basically decided to punish all these people, but one of the people he was punishing was, like, the doctor that accident, like made a legitimate mistake rather than, like, doing something morally bad. Um, so he ended up saving the doctor. He, like, mixed up the test results that John Kramer had, like, cancer, and it delayed his treatment for it because if he had known he had cancer earlier, it could have been saved or some nonsense, which is new information. Like, that's completely new information. And then the fact that he was just like, yeah, help me kill these people. And the doctor was like, okay. Yeah. Sure. It's just, there's just like a lot of things that they just add in and it just has no previous context. Yeah. So you're just like, <laughs> I guess this could be true, but why are they adding all this in? Yeah, honestly. Next, they put Saw 5. Which, that was the lawyer? No, that was the CEO one? That was one? the one where all they were supposed to work together. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. The too. story was kind of meh, but like I really liked the puzzles in that. It says, this one says specifically, the main game in 5, though, is one of the best. Cool, 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 cool. I guess the movie on a, as, as a whole was pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. Because that was the one where the police officer, the detective was like starting to get caught and he started like killing everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. okay. So yeah, it, it turns out in later on in the franchise, um, like One Jigsaw has Hoff- like, yeah, he has like a detective that was helping him out, and then he just he just like at some point just went rogue, 
and he just started killing like cops out in the open. It was very wild to see. I forgot. Do we find about that about that in soft four? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he, he was... Saw 4 and Saw 3 happen at the same time. Yeah, and Saw 4 at the end of that, and that's when Hoffman, cut, like, rips out of his own chains, and he's like, I was the person. Right, 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 right. That's Saw 4, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, it's just so complicated. Like, if you didn't watch these in order, the amount of, like, just putting plot on top of plot, and it <laughs> makes no sense... It's like all of these things happened at the exact same time. Yeah. If you didn't watch them in chronological order, like a mad person like we did, and like in, in one weekend, like I don't know how you stitch those things together. Like waiting a year between these movies. Oh my gosh. And like the worst part is that they deliberately film or like um, put these movies together as if you, it, it, it's confusing to you as the viewer as to when things are happening in the timeline. So even in the Jigsaw movie, the one that came out like four years ago, um, they were showing you scenes of the first ever puzzle that Jigsaw ever did, I guess. Um, and then they were showing you 10 years later or like whatever, like 12 years later when like the actual story was going on. And you like the confusion, if you knew what we knew because we had watched all the other ones, we were trying to figure it out. We were like, no, this doesn't make sense. Like it can't be this person. Jigsaw can't still be alive, all these things. Um, and then, yeah, like, it was like, no, this has to be in the past. But then some things weren't adding up. And then the end of the movie happened. We were like, oh, okay, yeah. He was just literally stripping. He, like, he took all the recordings from the first game and, like, redid them or, like, yeah. left them as evidence. It was it was so wild. Yeah. Well, that was in Jigsaw, right? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the next one on the list is Saw 3, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, which one was that, specifically? Saw 3 was the one where... Um, with Amanda and it's oh, the, the house is that the one? No, the, the second one is the house. The okay. third one's the one with the guy. Doctor. Yeah, the doctor gotcha. and the guy who's going through the test, and the doctor's his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was pretty good because like the guy just had like a complex. He straight up just didn't care about his own daughter. His son died in like a car crash, and he was having such a complex over it, which is like kind of understandable. But he was legitimately like harassing his daughter about touching his son's like his his deceased son's things yeah and it was like man yeah. this child needs you what is yeah. wrong with get you get over it yeah, yeah. and yes yeah, so anyway so he's put through a series of trials of like basically he needs to like not like attack like he needs to decide whether or not people who wronged him get punished yeah it's like the person the judge of the trial the, the, the person, witness the witness and the person who actually did it yeah so you know that's that and also then it turns out that um amanda is also being tested you know? yeah which is there's like there's weird twists in it i don't know okay uh the next movie here is saw six which I don't think Saw 6 deserves to be in third place. That was the one with the CEO? Yuck. That movie sucks. That movie was basically the same as, as Saw, Saw 7. It was the same as like Saw 3. Was it? it oh, was yeah. Like really, it was like one Just person deciding going else's through lives. Like those different... Now, to be fair, it, it, like, so the person in, in the game was, like, the CEO of this, like, insurance company, and they, like, they had this, like, buckwild policy of, like, judging people, like, like, 
cap like classic capitalism they had like this policy of judging people's like how well they would live and like if if the formula which the ceo made judges deems that you are viable then like yeah we'll cover you but otherwise no it's just like yeah really predatory business practices of like denying people coverage like it starts off at the beginning with this like guy who um essentially he was um, had like a heart condition and he needed a bunch of medical care and he didn't put like a wisdom tooth extraction in his like health insurance form and so they were like you didn't declare all of your previous medical stuff so we can't give you coverage anymore and he's like that has nothing to do with having a heart problem and they're like sorry and then he dies because of that because he can't get medical attention because everything in the states is so expensive and so his family is also a part of this which you find out at the very end yeah um but yeah, like the, like basically the guy has to go through all these tests and like judge all the people that he worked with effectively like in the same terms of like, oh, you know, there was one where, um, what was it? There was like two people he can choose to save. One was like this solitary lone person who had pitch perfect health and the other person was like this older woman who had like... Um, what was it like heart disease in their family and like she was not having a good time health wise and it was like hey based on your policy you should let this this loner man live Mm -hmm. make a decision and he ends up like saving the woman because it like she has a family yeah it's like a hard moral decision but like Mm -hmm. obviously his policy is flawed Mm -hmm. because based on that he should have saved that but morally he chose the the woman who has family that would miss her more Mm um and it's like yeah what that guy went through was pretty good but the movie was bad i didn't think it should be that high yeah i thought it was like a good one in the series like i enjoyed it but i was like yeah it's not that great um next we have saw two of course and then the first saw yeah well yeah because saw one and two were pretty good yeah they were they had detective tap he was played by don danny glover i think that's the guy's name yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he, uh, he, he's just a really good actor, and I really like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the first movie was great. It really... Um, set the tone. It really set the tone, but it was also just, like, a really great and simple concept. Like, yes. most of the movie was in one room, but it was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, yeah, the second movie was great, too. It was, like, in a, um, in a, house. In a house, and it was pretty, pretty good. Um, but, yeah. Maybe we should quickly rank what we think are the best, or do we not have time? Oh, that's fine. We have time. Um, okay, so I would agree. Saw 1 is definitely first. Yeah. I'd uh, say... So, I, I didn't like the house. Yeah. The house was fine. I thought it was good, but yeah, I I don't know. I would almost say... Okay, what was... See, now I always forget which one is which. So I would maybe put Saw... Well, saw 3 was the one with the with the doctor yeah saw four was the one with the detective yeah i really like saw four because i I liked i like the detective's story of like trying to save all these people when the literal rules of the game was like hey stop trusting your instincts you can't save everyone just know i did like the twist in saw two a lot yeah that was dope yeah, it had, like, a really good surprise ending that I did not expect. 
So I think... Well, I think that also sets the tone for, like, doing things that literally, like, almost don't make sense. Yeah. This one definitely does make sense, but that set the tone of, like, oh, I can do anything I want in this movie. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, Saw 2 is definitely up there. I... Okay, so we're gonna say Saw 1. Yeah. Saw 4? I would like to say Saw 4, because I had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, this is pretty um, good. Saw 2. I, like, I, I, all the characters made sense, but they were very, like, one-dimensional, and I didn't yeah. like watching that story. Yeah. I thought Amanda was really good in it. Yeah. I liked her character. Um, um, yeah, okay, so we'll say Saw 1, Saw 4. Yeah. Saw 2. Yeah. I would say maybe... Which one's Saw 3 next? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I really I saw five. That's the one with the the, the selfish people, right? Yeah. I liked those. Yeah, I liked, I those liked a lot. the game was really good. So we can put Saw five. Yeah. If we would prefer to put that above Saw three. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Okay. So I Saw like. one, Saw four, Saw two. Yeah. Saw five. Saw, saw three. three. And then it's basically like six, six seven, eight. eight. Yeah. Because yep. uh... like as it goes on, it's like <laughs> this is wild. Why? Yeah. Why is this the plot? Why is this happening? Honestly, the first five were very entertaining. And then the it was just like, last three... I just like, I want to see what happens. Yeah. but uh, It was worthwhile to see what happened. Yeah. But it was like, the story isn't worth it anymore. Yes. There's going to be another one. It was supposed to release last year, but pandemic. So it's supposed I'm, to come I'm out this year. I'm looking forward to it. I want to watch it. <laughs> it's called Spiral, see... if anybody cares. I don't know. I'm interested to see. I thought like the newer one would be interesting because i was like oh it's like more modern like maybe it'll be like interesting maybe like a different take on like society or something yeah like there's different problems right yeah so i was like oh maybe like they'll do a more modern take on it but then it was like oh no the whole plot is the very first one so it actually is like forever ago and i was like what and even so like even even like the things that they tried to like connect it to it was like basically the plot was also like I think it was like number three or something. It was very similar to one of them, considering that it was like uh, chronologically like the first mm-hmm. thing he ever did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Saw's good. Saw's pretty good. Cool. What's your thing? Um, so my thing is a bit of a explanation. Um, literally, not that I have to explain what it is. It's the story of Doom. Now, sometime last year, I talked about Doom 2016. Um, It's a first-person shooter, uh, and I think I touched on the fact that the story is, like, buck wild. You're, like, the same character from, like, the 90s game. Um, And Doom Eternal came out um, March of 2020, same day as Animal Crossing. Um, Excuse me. Came out, and I played it for, like, a little bit, and then I stopped playing it for almost, like, nine months. And then I played it again in December, and then I stopped playing again, and then I just finished it like last week. And let me tell you, I, I've, I don't think I've ever had so much fun with like a first-person shooter since like Halo. Like, and that I can't remember when that those games came out. Yeah, I've never seen Brendan as on edge playing <laughs> any other game. Brennan is really good at video games, but in this specific game, he's always sitting like on the edge of the couch, and your <laughs> fingers are like this, 
<laughs> so that's so, me doing my fingers really fast. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I talked about this, but I'll go over it again. Dune has a classic uh, first-person shooter engine where, like, you basically always have to be on the move, and that's like how the game is made and how the game kind of wants you to play. It's not it's not a negative thing, but it's literally like, hey, always be moving. You'll be a harder target to hit, and you'll it'll be better for you to get a lay of the land. So whenever they give you like um, little areas to fight, like a whole bunch of demons in, that's kind of what you do. Um, and yeah, no, it's just it's just so fun. And yeah, um, I didn't even play on like the hardest difficulty because I tried to the first time, and I was like, this is too hard for me. I'm not having fun. So I notched, took it down a notch, and I was like, good. It's still very difficult. I keep dying, but I don't think it's impossible. Um, and a fun thing that the game does, uh, it only happened to me twice and I took it. I actually took advantage of it. Um, if you keep dying at like a very difficult part, like bosses and things like that, the game is like, hey, do you want sentinel armor? Um, it doesn't affect progression. It doesn't affect your save. It just gi it gives you more defense. It's like, do you want to have fun? Because it seems like you're not having fun. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. And sometimes I still, like, on the last, last boss, I was close to dying, like, a couple times with the Sentinel armor. I was like, dang, this is wild. Um, but yeah, so way back when, when I first talked about Doom, um, I was going on about how it's the same Doom guy. And in Doom Eternal, I got, like, the full story. And I watched, like, a lot of video breakdowns of, like, how the Doom continuity worked and whatnot. And, and I mean, there's that really good movie that you <laughs> Yeah, I did a fast-forward uh, review with you. Um, but we're not going to talk about that. That movie is great for all the rock... Like, I would watch that movie because it's terrible. But it's, like, worse so than the Saw movie. It's, like, that Doom movie is worse than the worst Saw movie. Um, it's worse than so many movies. It's awful. <laughs> um, so, the, the, Doom, the way the Doom continuity works is that... Um, Basically, it, it starts off with the original Doom games, um, which I think there was like huge speculation about, but it was basically confirmed. Um, in the original Doom game, like in the manual, it describes how, uh, oops, um, you take the role of a Marine, which everybody started calling Doom Guy, just super simple. Um, one of Earth's toughest, hardened in combat and trained for action, who has been incarcerated on Mars after assaulting a senior officer when ordered to fire upon civilians. One sentence we're given the coolest guy. Um, just, he's just strong, he's just, he's got a good moral compass. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> just simple, classic, like, strong guy things. I don't know, I just thought it was neat. Yeah. Um, He's a sweet guy. Well, you you have so many people in like army and military and whatnot that have done terrible things, and that's our whole world right now. But to have like this just written in his backstory in one sentence, he's one of the best, and he refused to do bad things. And it was like, yeah, this guy gets it. He's still in the army, but like you know, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Um. So he works alongside the Union Aerospace Corporation, or the UAC, a multi-planetary conglomerate and military contractor performing secret experiments on interdimensional travel. So that's basically the premise of Doom 1. They're doing stuff on Mars. Um, they basically opened up a portal uh, to hell, and they were like, uh-oh, we can't close this. Whoops. Uh, and basically everybody on hell, sorry, everybody on Mars got, like, destroyed or turned into demons and the doom guy was like 
well, I don't want to die. And he just, like, fights his way out. And that's basically the first game. Um, you, uh, you end up going to the two moons, Deimos and Phobos, and just destroy all the demons there. You end up going to hell. Um, Where's the rock and all this? Hush. Hush now. We're, actually, you technically skip that game because it's not direct uh. continuity. It's still technically in the universe, but it's not like direct or it's like it's it gets like kind of mushy. Um, so the Doom guy goes to hell, kills like the mastermind, which are, like this which is this like giant brain spider demon thing. It was really cool. It's called like the mastermind or something. Um, so yeah, you you end up going you end up doing that. You kill a bunch of demons. You come back. Everything's fine, hunky dory. You close the portal to hell, and everything's great. Um, let me see. And then, so in Doom Two, basically, <laughs> it just it just broke my concentration. Um, so you basically discover as you come back to Earth that the like somehow portals were open to hell on Earth, and actually in the first Doom. Um, like the end credit scene is that it shows it shows you back on Earth, and then it pans to the city and the city is in ruins. And I think I talked about this originally. Uh, the Doom guy canonically has a bunny named Daisy. What? It just does. It's it's canon. Where does the bunny live? Uh, he probably just lives in his house or whatever. But it shows in the end of Doom One, it shows that the demons killed his bunny. Yeah, it's really rough. Why would you introduce Daisy just to kill her? That's literally how they do it in the game. You find out that he, he basically at the end of the game, he's holding um, Daisy's like head and he's like super upset. Because yeah, yeah, it's, it's very stressful. So with all the major cities in the world in ruins, the remaining leaders plan to use spacecraft to transport Earth survivor, uh, sorry, the survivors of Earth population. However, the starport is full of demons and all these things. Um... And then the Doom guy uh, basically has to fight his way through all this, clears the, the spaceport, finds out that there's like another demon mastermind that's trying to make a portal, new portal, so he has to go back to hell and do all these things. Um, and uh, yeah, he, yeah, he basically just has to go back to hell and kill everybody again. Um, and he has to fight like this thing called the Icon of Sin, which is like a gigantic demon. Uh, he ends up killing it. Um, and then, you know, the, the portal to hell gets sealed again. So everything's hunky-dory. He does it twice. He got his revenge. All these things. And then there was a game called Doom 64. We're skipping Doom 3. Nobody wants to talk about that. I think Doom 3 was after Doom 64. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, here we go. So, apparently from the game's product page... Dawn of the Undead, an unseen entity from beyond, cloaked by radiation, has rejuvenated the rotting carnage of Phobos. So basically, there's some radiation that brought a bunch of demons that were on Phobos back to life, and they started like amassing an army. Um, your fatigue was enormous, the price for encountering e pure evil. Hell was a place no mortal was meant to experience. Stupid military doctors. Their tests and treatments were of little help. In the end, what did it matter? It was all classified and sealed. The nightmares continued. Demons. So many demons. Relentless. Pouring through. Far away, the planetary policy was clear. An absolute quarantine guaranteed by 
apocalypse levels of radiation. And then the present. Um, let me get to this. Oh, this is like the whole thing. Um, so yeah, the demons started mutating. They started like getting together with some UAC technology. So they started getting like cyber demons and like there's something called the Mancubus, which is like this big blobular dude that has like arm cannons and stuff. Um, and yeah, you just have to go to town. Um, so you have to like defeat the uh, mother of all demons. You have to go back to hell. Um, you have to kill like the resurrector. There's all these weird names. Um, it seems like, weird. Yep. Um, and you end up going to hell. And you you again. You have a good time. You kill a bunch of demons. Uh, but because this keeps happening, the Doom guy literally like when he closed off the portal, he decided to stay in hell and kill demons until his dying day. Like that was the that was the end goal that he set for himself. He was like, I'm tired of this. I'm gonna stay here and close the portal off on my end and stay here and kill demons. Um, so that was basically the the story. Um, and in Doom 2016, I probably talked about this a little bit, but um, it was basically mentioned that it was the same Doom guy who is now deemed the Doom Slayer. And we don't know why there was a change. We don't know why he has like these kind of weird powers. Um, but Doom Slayer? It, yeah. So he's not he's not the Doom guy anymore. He's the Doom Slayer. Um, so in Doom 2016, um, a whole new UAC. Um, this is where it's kind of mentioned where there might be parallel universe because it seems like a new UAC has started doing um, like experiments on hell again. It doesn't seem like they, it seems like they restarted. Like this is the first experiment again versus like the fourth or fifth. Um, uh, so yeah, demons start pouring out on Mars. They try to, everything's going to hell. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's uh, cute. And yeah, so they find out that Argent Energy this like limitless resource comes from hell and that's what they want to use so that's why like research in hell is so important there's like an energy crisis back on earth and if they can harness the energy from hell then they can save humanity but they have to go through demons um and one of the main dudes in charge of that was called samuel hayden he found the doom slayer locked in this sarcophagus and like the codex about the sarcophagus was literally like the demons didn't know what to do with this man they couldn't kill him so they literally locked him away they were like that's the best we got we physically cannot kill this man wait why can't they kill him they just couldn't they literally couldn't i don't know they so they locked him in a sarcophagus it was like what? a that was their explanation um so you do you do a whole game doom 2016 you kill all the dudes uh it turns out uh on the uac samuel hadison dr samuel hadison wanted to um, use argent energy as a resource to help humanity and then one of his scientists i can't remember her name um she was like corrupted by hell's influence and started basically started like a secret cult in the uac and was like hey let's just let's just submit let's just help hell out let, let them have Earth. Let's do it. So that was basically, like, the whole thing. You end up fighting the Mother Brain, which was, like, the original... Like, it was, like, a callback to the original boss. It's like, a brain on spider legs. It was, it was the whole thing. Um, sounds nice. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> um, it was, like, a really cool callback to do all those kind of things. And then, so in Doom Eternal... Here we go, finally. You get okay. most of the answers. <laughs> so through playing the game... Basically, you, you, you wipe out all the things on hell. Um, and at the end of the game, Samuel Hayden uh, 
takes like a, a very powerful relic from Helen. He's like, hey, I still want to research this. I know what I'm doing, air quotes. Um, and I know you're going to interfere even though you helped us. So I'm sending you away. So he basically like sends you away in the teleporter. Um, oops. And it's undisclosed. You were gone for like six months. You find your way to like a sentinel base, which you then discover like the sentinels were like a race of people that kind of came before humanity. They were like interstellar and whatnot. They had their own like rules and powers. Um, and yeah, you come back to Earth. Earth has been like 60% corrupted. There's so like like 60% sorry 60% of the people are dead. There's so many things going on. And it's very, very like aggressive. You come back at the beginning of the game gives me chills every time because it's just the Doom guy, Doom Slayer, I guess I should say, just getting ready and like teleporting back to Earth. And just you start opening up on demons. You literally go back. You find out that there's like three hell priests that are trying to like do this whole ritual to like encompass Earth and like destroy all of humanity um, for the betterment of hell. And you come back in your first, like, two missions, you kill the first dude. You, like, go up to him and he's like, you can't kill me. Um, you, I have, I have a sentinel blood or whatever. And then you just crush his head. And it's just great. And it, just the wanton destruction, but for moral good purposes that the Doomslayer does. It's mm -hmm. so good. So, the convoluted story kind of gets, well, convoluted. You find out that the original Doom guy, who sealed himself off in hell was found by these sentinels. So he popped out into like a different dimension where the sentinels existed. Uh, the sentinels found him and he's basically like this raving, he basically has PTSD. He's this raving strong guy, raving about demons. Um, and the sentinels... Makes sense. Yeah, he's, he's basically like guts, huge monstrous guts, rip and tear, I need to kill them. There's demons everywhere. And the guys were like, well, put him in the... Put him in the glad, the, put him in gladiatorial like combat. See if he like is worth it. They deem this human worthy of the Sentinels, so they train him better and stuff. They give him armor, um, and the Sentinels at this point were working with the like the Makers, and the Makers are basically angels. Like that's that's like the distinction. So when he comes out, uh, the Sentinels were all there. They give him some help, and because he's raving about demons, the makers were like, hey, what are these demons you're talking about? I'm interested in that. Uh, and then you find out that the makers, <clears throat> being angels, um, literally God, when he created all of the universes and parallel universes and whatnot, um, he intentionally made the makers and was like, hey, just do some stuff. Um, so he made like a lead maker. Um, and in order to sustain themselves, they need like energy. Uh, and they were having a rough time trying to figure it out. And once they found out about demons, they found out about Argent energy and they were like, Hey, that's perfect. And the makers had so much power that they could basically go to other worlds, uh, very easily and kind of like give their power to whoever they deemed uh, necessary, uh, or deemed worthy. So the makers went to hell and were like, hey, this is great. And then they found the leader of hell, which is like the dark one, basically Lucifer. And they were like, we want this energy. How about we we allow you to take planets? We allow you to take like universes and we'll help you get there. But we need your energy because we want to live forever. And they were like, okay, 
<laughs> Whatever you say. Yeah. So you end up having to fight demons and angels, and it's so cool. It's like the best. Um, and in the midst of all this, there was like sentinel civil wars because there were parts of the sentinels that were like, "Hey, makers, what are you doing, siding with the de the demons?" Uh, and then some of the sentinels were like, "No, this is the way the makers told us to do this." And the sentinels weren't like they like they weren't even like directly connected to the makers. They were like a race of people that were found by the makers, kind of. Um, this is very confusing. It's super cool though. It's really dope, and that's why I was so excited as I kept playing. Um, and then you find out later on that like, you know. Um, by the end of it, or near like the Civil War, there was like this one dude that was working for the Makers. I can't. He was. I can't remember what he was called. Uh, but he he basically found the Doom guy and was like, "Hey, things are getting rough, and nobody wants me to do this. But I'm going to use this like divinity machine that they use to give people like infinite power, and I'm going to I'm going to make you basically immortal." So that's the explanation on why they couldn't kill him. They had to lock him away. So they basically gave the Doom guy like all these powers that made him stronger and faster and all these things that like in, in, like on unlimited endurance. Uh -huh. And then Doom 2016 happened. Like all that happened. Right. And then he went back to hell fighting all these things like a separate second time. And then they trapped him. So, like, all these things happen. And then they're doing deals. Seems like the Saw movie. Like, a lot of, like, backtracking. <laughs> a little bit. Well, it's because I'm pretty sure they didn't have such grand story concepts when they first made this game in, like, 93. Mm. Um, sure. So, yeah, by the end of Doom Eternal, you kill the con maker, who was, like, the leader of the angels. You don't kill God. We haven't gotten there yet. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But you kill the con maker. Don't get there yet. <laughs> uh... And she's all upset. She she was like reactivating or recreating the icon of sin from like Doom Two, um, which is literally like as tall as skyscrapers. And you disrupt this ritual to make the icon of sin, unleashing it onto Earth. And even the con makers are like, "Hey, we we don't have control over this anymore, you stupid idiot." And the Doomslayer is just like, "All right, I'm gonna kill you then. You're in my way." <laughs> you gotta go. I don't care how divine or if my powers came from you. Uh, yeah, so you kill the con maker, disrupting whatever balance happens in, he like, heaven. Who knows what's gonna happen there? Uh -huh. uh, and then you go back to Earth and destroy the Icon of Sin, which was, like, a, like a full, like, half-hour battle. And it, that's it's what took me so long. And when you were like, hey, what, are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. Because um, it was just, like, this big, long fight. Uh, and they actually released DLC. The first DLC came out like in October or something or November. It's called The Ancient Gods. Because literally because you killed basically the angels in the heaven domain or, or universe, um, you, you're talking to Samuel Hayden and he's like, hey, um, there's an imbalance of power and now the demons want heaven and you got to stop them because that's not good. Um, so that's what this DLC is. And there's going to be a part two. I'm just real excited, Melissa. I'm so excited. That's cool. Anyways, it is very convoluted. I yeah. really, if you're if you're with us still, I appreciate you. Um, all the videos that I ever watched about like the the story of Doom did it with like 
references to the codex, which is like just info dumping within the game, um, and had like really cool visuals because they would show you like the different art and stuff, and you're just listening to me like basically vomit as much information as possible, as concisely as possible. Which all things considered, if you've listened to the show, this was pretty good. I wasn't like stepping over my words, I wasn't like backtracking, I had a pretty good coherent, straight yeah. Uh, yeah. thought process, which is pretty good. It ain't bad. Yeah. Ain't but yeah. Bad. Um, if you are into first-person shooters of any kind, even if you're not, um, there are different... <laughs> even if you're not. <laughs> um, like, there, there are different modes. Like, sorry, there are different, like, difficulty levels. So, Doom is very accessible in that regard. Please play it. Uh, like Brennan works for the company that <laughs> makes Doom, and if you play it, John Romero gives me five dollars every time somebody picks up a controller. <laughs> he's the he's the guy. He's one of the creators. Yeah, I didn't know. I think I know. Uh, anyways, it's a very good game. The best part of well, one of my favorite things about this game in staying true with like how nonsensical and just like violent the Doom games are, you can beat the whole game and not know anything. But if you read into all the like the, the different lore and codexes you find in the game, that's where all the story is. Like a quarter of the story is given in the actual like game itself, and then the rest is you have to read, which I actually don't mind. Um, and it's just so fun. Do you like reading? I do. Reading's pretty good. Do you I mean, think reading's pretty good? That should, that should be a thing that we do on um, the show. Reading? About reading. But yeah, I implore you, just play Doom. It's really fun. Or watch somebody play it. There, so there's a there's a game mode in Doom called, I think it's called like Ultra Violent Nightmare. It's basically a one hit, uh, sorry, a one kill campaign. You cannot die in this campaign because it will literally reset your progress to the start of the game. And if you know how to play the game, you know where everything is, the game can actually take you only like three to four hours. Um, I recently just watched... Um, a two hour, it was like one hour, 59 minutes and like 30 seconds um, of a 100% collectible um, and progression wise run of the game in ultra nightmare mode or ultra violent nightmare mode. Um, so the guy beat the whole game, got every single collectible. Was that the one you were showing me? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. yeah and it was like, a, was it was a ballet. Because the amount of time and effort you have to go into these games. Yeah. Well, because you have to know exactly where everything spawns. Like, and by the end of the game, this guy would, like, kill a bunch of dudes and then wait in a specific area with, like, a sword. You you eventually get a sword that can one-hit demons, um, but, like, the ammo is very limited. And he would get to certain spawn points, literally just waiting for, like, five seconds. A demon would spawn and he would cut it down and then jump somewhere else. Yeah, he was, like, already aiming at where they were going to be... Before they were even there. Yeah, and like your shotgun can have a mod where it basically is a grenade launcher. At the start of some encounters, he would like launch three grenades and then look somewhere else because he knew he had already gotten those demons. He wouldn't even watch them spawn. Um, and it was just crazy. It was it was absolutely bonkers. It was really fun to watch though. I really like those kinds of things. Um, as I have talked to about uh, in my segment about speedruns, which I don't know. Which, oh, yeah, you did do that. Yeah. It's just super fun to watch. And there's there's a whole segment, I think it's like an IGN video series. I'm pretty sure some other, excuse me, I'm pretty sure some other YouTube channels have done it before, but IGN started to do like kind of a pseudo official thing where they would get the game developers to watch speedruns of games. 
and there's a speed run of Doom. I think it's within like 27 minutes, but they use like glitches and all these things. So like, there's a glitch um, for the assault rifle. The assault rifle has two mods. It can either shoot like mini missiles that shoot like like very fast, or you can basically turn it into a sniper rifle. Uh, and there's a glitch that allows you to shoot the sniper rifle as fast as the micro missiles. Oh. And the sniper rifle does too much damage. So you basically shred through any like large boss within seconds. It's really wild. And then there's another glitch where if you open up like the weapon wheel to pick your weapon, time slows so you can have a, like a brief second to think. Mm-hmm. And if you press jump while time is slowed, you can put a lot of inputs in which means that you can like if you are able able to press jump enough you can jump like 40 times and then the game will be like oh he jumped 40 times okay and then launch you into space and then using other guns and other ways to gain momentum you basically like fly through the entire world this seems well, th- well, that's the whole point. Like, if you do speedruns with, like, all glitches, everything's allowed, you just gotta beat the game officially, um, then you just do that. And he'll, like, fly through buildings because even the developers were like, maybe we gotta put, you know, we gotta put invisible walls here. Maybe we should put some, like, stuff that makes you slow. Like, they were literally joking about it, and they were, it was really cool to hear their kind of perspective and watch them try to figure out what these people were doing because he was like, wait, how did he do What's going on? Huh? What's happening? What? <laughs> They're like, we made a busted game. We made some mistakes before we released this puppy. But then my favorite part about it, too, is that, like, as the guy would be soaring through the air, the developers would be like, uh, we did some really good vistas, though. Like, look at that. Look at that scenery. <laughs> It'd be really great. That's uh, good, though. Anyways, Doom Eternal is super good. Please watch it if you can. Or play it. Or do both. You can watch it. You can watch all the cutscenes. It's so good. Watch some people talk about it. Just listen to me talk about it. If you want. Um, yeah. They just did, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Thanks, thanks for listening. Um, this ended up being a two-topic two show. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Well, the oh. Saw movies actually took... Well, you had a really good second idea. Well, I was spending that time on my phone because I wanted to talk about something. Aww. And then you took so long. Well, the Saw movies took, like, a full 25 minutes. Yeah, but we were both involved <laughs> in that. Yeah. And you just took over with Doom. Yeah, but you were watching me play. I thought you'd have things to say. And you did. You were like, oh, this is crazy. Or Brendan was vibrating as he was playing, like... Brrr. Yeah, that's it. That's all I had to say. I know. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry I took so long. Now your candy's gone. No! That's what happened. Everybody watch Bee and Puppycat. I'm going to talk about that later now. I'm going to talk about bingo dabbers. Didn't, did you not talk about that before? I swear. Give me a dab. Okay. I think I, think I did, actually. It might have been like a little light or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's the show. Thanks to everyone at Trent Radio. Uh, thanks to Matt Campbell for my music. For our music. Thank you. Thanks um, for listening. Have a good day. If you want to send in things that you like and we can talk about it, send it to 
we like stuff and so should you at gmail.com that's all one word or you can find us on instagram and twitter at wla sorry oops wl sassy yeah w-l-s-a-s-s-y um i'm not really active on twitter i tried to be and it was hard to do like anything so i just post every once in a while the instagram when we do shows maybe i'll start posting the twitter but i do check it so let, let us know what you think and have a good day we'll see bye. you next week bye